Jay, question for you. Yes. Who do you think is more intimidating, Akini's brother or Zied's sister? Oh, man. She was intimidating to me. So Zied's sister is very like, she's out there with it. She's like, hey, I'm going to ask you this. I want to know this, that, and the third. While as Akini's brother is very kind of like, behind hmm, your back. Something doesn't seem right, and I'm going to find out. Hi, welcome to the Reality Bites podcast. It's Megan and Jay. The thing about Zied's sister is how right. she's like super direct. She's she's not going to try to like say anything to Zied about Rebecca behind her back. She's going to say it to Rebecca's face. And I was like, wow, it's been a long time since I've seen someone on TV who's that kind of combative is not the right word, but confrontational. Confrontational is a good word. She that's a very good interrogation technique. It's just to be like, hey, blunt, straight to the point, aggressive, assertive. Hey, yeah. What about this? What about that? What about this? For sure. So coming up in a couple of days, we're going to be talking to another ex 90 Day Fiance cast member Molly Hopkins will be joining us. She was on season six of 90 Day Fiance. It was Molly and Luis. She was on vacation in the Dominican Republic. Luis with the crazy music. She meets this young bartender. <laughs> she falls in love. She brings him to the U.S. and almost instantly, immediately, things change. Yeah. Go downhill real fast. She's going to come on, kind of update us on what's going on in just a couple of days. Before we jump in to last night's episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, Jay, tell me about your weekend. So my weekend is uh, ruled by football. Has oh, a lot that's, of American. That's what I love point. most about you, Jay. Is like you are a dude's dude. You <laughs> like football. You're like a guy's guy. Sometimes. And you love 90 Day Fiance. I, that's true. It's just like, that's true. Proof that this show crosses all barriers. It's for everyone. It's a show for us all. It's so fascinating. I love it. It didn't go well though. That's that's the thing. You know. What didn't go well? Uh, the football. Oh, your fantasy football team. No, reality football. Oh, reality football. Re- and fan- actually and both. Fantasy football. football in general did not go well for me this weekend. <laughs> it was a bad football weekend. <laughs> well, what about you? How was your weekend? Um, so on Saturday, I I live in kind of an older neighborhood. Okay. Mature trees. The houses are, are older. And and we have a snake problem. Really? And I have now seen three Jeez. since I moved here, which is, I can't even wrap my head around because I, every time I see one, I tell my next door neighbors and they're like, we've lived here for 10 years and we've never <laughs> seen one. And I'm like, am I just the snake lady or what? <laughs> now, the one that I saw on Saturday was like a baby baby. Okay. But that so, means there's mommy somewhere. Exactly. Which means it just hatched. And and there's probably a whole nest of them right outside my front door. And I'm not joking when I tell you, it was right beside my front door. So, of course, I had to go out. And there's this stuff called Dr. T's Snake Away. Okay. So, I'm out throwing this snake away, like, all around the front of my house. And I didn't realize you're supposed to hook it up to a hose and, like, dilute it and, like, spray it. So, it smells god-awful as you, like, walk up to my front door. You're like, what is that smell? It smells terrible. Terrible. Hopefully that will keep them away. And then yesterday, um, I did go see Lizzo. Okay. And and I feel like I might have misrepresented on the last podcast episode how the whole meet and greet situation came to be. Because I realized that I made it sound like I orchestrated that whole thing. But I really have to give credit to our boss. Because oh, okay. he's the one who made the phone call and made it happen so that I could bring my friend and we could go backstage and meet Lizzo. So I really didn't do anything. I have to give him credit for that. But and I've been I, in a similar situation. And so as far as your friend is concerned... It's 
it's all you and you me, get the credit. Me, 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 me. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, and don't you forget this, right? <laughs> like, no other friend you have can right. make this happen for you. <laughs> um, but she had the best time ever. And I don't know about you, but when I go to a concert, I feel like there's two types of people. There are the people who stay until the very end. Right. And don't mind sitting in traffic afterwards. And mm. then there are those of us who are like, we have to leave <laughs> before everyone starts filing out. Oh. Because I'm not sitting in traffic for 45 minutes when the show is over. Don't tell me you're the latter. I am, except last night she was having so much fun. And I was having fun, too. Okay, good. And we stayed until the very end. <laughs> and not only that, we went out afterwards. Really? Like, out as in midnight on a Sunday night out, which... Okay. If you don't know me very well. That is unheard of. <laughs> me out on a Sunday night? No. Uh-uh. But last night we did it. And then I got up at like 530 this morning so that I could get back and get ready for work and make it to work on time. And so I'm extremely caffeinated right now. And to prove to you my commitment to this podcast at like seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> I'm like on the internet trying to find last night's episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days because it wasn't on demand yet. Right. So when I tried to find it so I could watch it this morning, I couldn't. So here I am, tap, 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 tap on my keyboard trying to find last night's episode. Finally, I did. But again, when you watch episodes online, you're never 100% sure if you're seeing everything that aired last night. Correct. But I think I got most of it because where we pick up last night, Avery and Omar, it's the night before their wedding. Right. Avery's mom is bringing up all of these things. I think you're certain, starting to see, though, what happened. No. What, see, what will happen? That he found you to get a visa. He, what's the rush on the marriage? We want to be together. But in Muslim religion, if you want to be in an actual serious relationship, you have to be married. I would love to be wrong. I hope I am wrong. I hope Omar is her partner, takes great care of her, comes to the United States, everything is perfect. But as a mom, it's my job to make sure that she's safe, that nobody's going to hurt her. And Avery gets all upset, and she's like, I'm going to go ask him, what if we can't come to the U.S.? Would he be okay with living in Malaysia or with living in Dubai or Lebanon? Right. She goes over to his room, and he's not there. Um... Did that... Am I the only one who's like, where was he? Where Where's he going? I like to give Omar the benefit of the doubt, so I don't know. He's he's got me. Like you're you're Team Omar. I'm Team Omar. He can come over and watch football with me on Sundays. So I don't think he's in the U.S. Jay, <laughs> he's 24 years old. He's from Latakia, Syria. Avery's 19. She's from Ohio. I just feel like she thinks everyone is so suspicious of Omar. And yeah, there are some very real, valid concerns. Anytime you're dealing with an American and someone from another country, naturally people are going to raise questions of, well, are you sure? They're not just trying to use you to get to the U.S. Right. With, like you said, with Omar, I do not get that impression whatsoever. And because I stalk them on Instagram, <laughs> I happen to know that they do live together in a foreign country. So that's how that has all worked out post-show. And when you see some of the other couples on the show, you kind of see, oh, wow. Especially, it's very obvious. Especially last night, there was a, a comment made. Oh, I know exactly what right. comment you're going to bring up, but we're not going to get to right, that Right, right, right. But it made me think, oh, wow, okay. Like, he's just being very blatant about the fact All of a sudden, that he just and, wants to come to the But I don't US. get that sense from Omar, so I'm just hoping, but it is it is also weird that it's a kind of a, like, now that we're almost to the point of them getting married, it seems like he's dropping the ball a little more often, you know, like, oh, I forgot to get the, uh, the shake, and 
and oh well you know she goes over to his room and he's not there in the middle of the night right before they're about to get married and it just feels like I don't know Omar what's going on and he always makes the comments about well I don't really know her yet and you know this might not work out and yeah I just want to know where he was <laughs> like, why wasn't he in his room I mean he's not downstairs in the bar we know that we know that's not where he is so one couple that we did not see in part two of episode seven last night was Caesar and Maria they yeah. really kind of left us hanging because at the end of part one of episode seven, Maria dumps him and he's all alone crying in his hotel room in Cancun, Mexico. And as much as we've read all of these rumors online that Caesar is an actor and that he's just on the show to have something on his acting resume, that seemed legit. It did seem genuine. And if he is acting, I'll give him some credit for, <laughs> for getting some like real tears you know <laughs> right. what i mean although i think to myself it had to be kind of embarrassing that he's at now everyone has told him everyone has warned him he has still remained hopeful that she's gonna show up right despite the fact that she went radio silent four days prior to her supposed arrival and then i really don't think he expected her to break up with him on the phone it's probably a mixture of, of hurt and anger people have been telling him for a long time like no she's she's not real or she's catfishing you or She's just using you. And he's been like, no, 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 it's true. It's love. How will you know? I just believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And so at some point when she actually does say the words like it's over, it's I'm, over. I'm done with this. And I'm like, she probably could have milked him for some more money. Right. So it's it's surprising now that all of a sudden she's like, no, I don't want to do this but, anymore. But I can see how in his mind very quickly could turn from, are you kidding me? Like this whole time I've been defending you and us and you're just willing to kind of let it go. It was all a game to you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he even says that like he has that aha moment, which I don't know how it took him that long to arrive at but um, now the chatter in the Facebook groups has to do with the fact that the ticket that he booked he didn't have enough funds to pay for so the reservation was canceled and the number that he called to speak with some sort of customer service representative was an 845 area code which is somewhere in New York and now people are trying to figure out like was it one of those kayak booking.com right, Priceline right, right. or you know it didn't seem like he was talking directly to the airline it seemed like he had gone through some sort of like third party but like how you can't get a reservation number you can't get a confirmation number until until the flight is booked. So if the funds were never there and it was denied, the charge was denied, then he right. never got a confirmation number. Absolutely. And, and in which case, like, how can you be all that surprised? So there's a lot of questions surrounding, was this really a surprise to Caesar? And generally, like something like with air travel, it's going to be about 24 hours or so, maybe 36, but you're going to find out pretty quickly after you book that yeah. flight that, okay, you know what, it did not go through and I did not get my confirmation and it, they did not charge my account. And someone would have tried to call you, especially I think if you go through like a booking.com where they will follow up, you know, they're they're a business. They're trying to make money. Right, they, exactly. Charges denied or they're going to call you to see if you have a, an alternate form of payment you'd like Just to seems use. seems very suspicious. Something's not quite right here, but we didn't see Caesar and Maria at all in part two of episode seven. So moving into episode eight, is Caesar going to stay and enjoy his vacation in Mexico? Is he going to meet somebody else? Is he going to pack it up and go home? Well, they did show the preview. Right? He's, he's wearing his red Hawaiian shirt. Where he's like waiting for someone at dinner. And then he's like, forget it. Turn off these cameras. This was a terrible idea. So I don't know, man. Something's coming. 
because who could they get there that quickly? Not that, Maria. Right, that would upset him that much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be one of his friends from back home. Really? Right? It could be. I hope it's Jeremy. I know you do. I would like I to know see you Jeremy again. <laughs> uh, moving on to Tim and Jennifer. Tim is 38. He is from Charlotte, North Carolina. Jennifer is 25, 24. She is from Bucaramanga, Colombia. And here we are. Things not off to the greatest start between them. And yet, Jennifer still seems, at least in the footage of them hanging out together, still seems interested in him, despite everything we've seen so far. Yeah, it's really odd. I feel like she should kind of just move on, but I also think that she really wants to have that family. She really wants, she has a daughter. Her daughter's very young. She would like to have that male in her life where they could kind of be a happy family. I think that's more of her aspiration, more so than her really liking Tim. It feels like he's almost like she said, like, okay, well, he's good enough, and maybe as long as he's honest enough, then I can look over, overlook some of that other stuff. So, just to recap, Tim has arrived in Colombia. He has already pissed Jennifer off by Several telling times. her that he's talked to his ex Veronica, checked in with her when he landed. Now, Jennifer's already not happy about the going away party prior to Tim leaving that Veronica threw him. Then, out of nowhere, Tim tells Jennifer that he has been to Columbia five times. And the reason he's been to Columbia five times is because he has a Colombian ex who he used to live with in the United States. She up and bounced after two years. They were engaged. Never really told him why. He never really got any closure. And then out of nowhere, this Colombian ex texts Tim. And then he decides to tell Jennifer about it. And now she's kind of like, mm, strike two. Right. So here we are. They're spending like a family day together. And With no car seat, once again. I just want to point that out. Notice Seriously. again. I mean, the car seat is there. Don't get me wrong. It's sitting right there next to him, but they just kind of have the kid flailing about in the back Kind seat. of running amok. <laughs> um, so they go to some sort of like monument statue. It was kind of cool. It was beautiful. And here we go again with Tim being afraid of heights. <sighs> and the funniest juxtaposition is this little girl, Violet, who looks like she's just so unaffected, enjoying the view, she's having like, a hey, good look time. look at the trees. Look at the sky. And you've got 38-year-old Tim about about to barf. What do you call those things? Gondolas. A gondola. Yeah. So they're, they're going up into the mountains. It's like super high up. It's beautiful. It really is. It made me kind of want to go to Columbia. It did and I got to really be honest, nice. I've never really, it's not, hasn't been on my list of places <laughs> that I'm ready to visit. But that was like, whatever they went to was amazing. It was a great PSA for the Bucamaranga travel. Yeah. Chain yeah. Of absolutely. I hope they're getting some kickbacks <laughs> off of all the increased people who are going to be traveling down there now. So they get up to the top. Tim reveals he still hasn't made a move on Jennifer. They haven't even kissed yet. My favorite line is like, he's like, there just hasn't really been the right time. Oh, really, Tim? So when the two of you were alone together in a bed all night long, that wasn't the right. Like, if that's not the right time, what are you waiting for? Specifically, he said, hey, come over here and cuddle with me. Oh, after he put those gold under eye masks oh on yeah. her, well, which that, that could kill the mood. I can definitely that. killed the mood. Um, he just doesn't strike me as the type of guy who is confident enough and assertive enough to make the first move. And that's what she's waiting for, which is odd because he's had several girlfriends, several engagements. You know, these ladies aren't, you know, unattractive or anything. So it's really weird that but Tim, he, where's your game that he keeps getting these girls. But then somehow something kind of goes awry. And my suspicion all along 
has been that he's uncomfortable with the cameras and yeah. that's why he's being a little more timid and he doesn't he's very aware that he doesn't want to come across as looking like a guy who just went down there to get laid right so he's gonna go over and above to try to be respectful and make it known that he's there to get to know her but after months of build up to this she wants some passion like she wants some like machismo right. and she's not getting that from him and I think you make a good point about the cameras because he still hardly ever makes eye contact with her like when, mm-hmm. they're, when they're sitting next to each other he never like really looks over at her he always kind of looks straight ahead straight forward and then you never really see him looking kind of toward the camera in that direction either like he he does he seems very kind of aware and uncomfortable, uncomfortable about the very public presence which is something you never even think about as a viewer of the show you never think okay like how would I respond in that situation where there's like you know they probably have my guess would be they have two camera guys maybe right. three shooting from different angles you're drawing a lot of attention people are staring at you because they're like what what's going on and right. what's this all about and then you've got the cameras in your face and that's an added layer of pressure so I still am not convinced that these two are really that compatible and are going to make it but when they're talking about having a family you know he's asking her do you want more kids and she's like like, how are we going to have kids if like, you won't even touch me? You know what I Which mean? Which is also very odd because he brought up the fact that they would have really beautiful babies together. Right. Which feels like a line that a lady would use on a fellow usually. Like, I don't really hear a lot of fellows being like, hey, you know, me and you would have really cute kids. Exactly. So he's just very odd all the way around. And I can't quite put my finger on it yet. But yeah, God, they are strange. He is a strange <laughs> bird, isn't he? Tim, Tim, Tim. And she's uh, also let him get real close to her daughter. Right. Like kind of holding so, the little girl yeah, and like, like feeding her, her with a bottle and, and holding just, her hand. I mean, I know they've been dating online and stuff. But this is the first time you really met him. And you're really not sure about him at this point either. So I feel like you would just leave her with Apple. Lita and Abuela. Yeah, leave her with the grandparents. Just maybe. a little while while you guys kind of really get to know each other. And that could be another reason why he hasn't really like made the move yet. Because the little girl's always around. Like, yes. you're not going like, to grab her and make out with her in front of her <laughs> two-year-old daughter. That's a little awkward. It's a little awkward. Because <laughs> like, being where they were would have been the perfect place to oh, have a first kiss. It was really nice. It was beautiful up there. And it was like picturesque and it was romantic and they're up in the in the mountains of Colombia. But like the daughter was there. Yeah. So it was not the right time. Uh, who do you want to do next? Well, since you were talking about how beautiful Colombia was, I was going to think about how beautiful some food was that uh, Zied's sister made that made me really hungry. Yeah, so that, a lot of people were asking like, what did she make? It looked like she made tagine, because that pot mm-hmm. specifically used for making a dish called tagine. Okay. And so, Rebecca and Zied have now left his parents' house. She's 43 years old, she's from Georgia, he's 26, he's from Tunisia, and they are heading to his sister's house, and the sister is apparently the one who's like, I'm not okay with this, I don't understand this. I have some questions for this lady. And so they get to the sister's house. But before we talk about what happened, let's discuss Zied, that yellow shirt. I was I wasn't gonna bring I, it I up. Just, I want to dress him. I want I need to like <laughs> send him some proper fitting clothes. Yeah. Because he's not an ugly guy. He's taking a beating online for his looks and the way he dresses and the hair. He's not I a, think it's more so the way he dresses, because like you said, uh that yellow shirt, like yellow is actually my favorite color, and I love yellow, but you can only kind of wear it in certain tones and at certain times and in certain fits. That's correct. And his yellow shirt looked much like his jersey from earlier. Yeah. And it's just showing all these Z.A. curves. And all the awkward, you know, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to judge his looks because like I'm nobody to talk about somebody else's appearance. But I just, if you're going on television, I feel like you 
let somebody help you get dressed. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, at least ask the camera guy. Like, should I change my shirt? Do these pants butt look bad. Is this, no? Are these a little okay. too tight with the shirt too tight? You put it all together, it's just wrong. <laughs> so they get to Zied's sister's house, and the first thing that happens is they like walk into the kitchen, and Rebecca makes it very clear. Like, I asked Zied not to leave me alone with his sister, and Zied grabs the plates and heads to the other room and leaves her alone in the kitchen with his sister who is basically like why does my brother have to sacrifice and move to where you are why can't you sacrifice and move here in very broken english by the way yeah but i'll say rebecca so far has has seemed very self-confident and self-assured she shrank last night she was like i don't know i don't know how to answer that and her her demeanor and her body language i think going to his parents house was awkward and uncomfortable right going to the sister's house and man as as much as i've kind of liked her all along now i'm really starting to question is there some crazy we haven't seen yet because she's been married three times right she brings up the fact that she's been married three times Zied would be her fourth husband as they're there with Zied's sister all of a sudden you start kind of piecing together this lady she's got a past and we all have a past but hers especially she's had three husbands and her sister brings up or Zied's sister brings up a good point is okay were all those people you were with before were they all just bad terrible people like at some point how responsible are you for the failures of the relationships that you're in and she sits there and she's like yep they were all bad without appearing to accept any sort of the responsibility we also know that she's already been married to a Moroccan guy and that worked out horribly she took him to the US on the K-1 visa she's getting ready to do this again with Zied and all along we have heard that her big secret is that she's not technically divorced that she's, she's still, still married technically married yes to her ex and as of yet she still has not told him yet so after they have their meal with Zied's sister he takes her to this seaside restaurant resort wherever they were it's really nice very lovely And I'm expecting, okay, now she's going to tell him that she is, in fact, still married. Bombshell from Rebecca. (laughs) That is not the secret that she's about to reveal. Instead, she she prefaces it. She frames it and sets it up by saying it is something that is forbidden in his culture. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know how he's going to react on top of the fact that he still doesn't know that she's married to somebody else. (laughs) That's when she brings up the fact that she's had a relationship with uh, another woman. She's been in a same sex relationship. Right. Which in the Muslim religion is definitely not okay. It occurred between husband two and three. She said the first two guys were, you know, really terrible relationships. And so I guess she felt like, okay, well, let me try, try something different. Something different. And it didn't work out, obviously. And she went on to the Moroccan, I guess, it would be number three, correct? Would be number three. Right. But uh, who she she's want, still married to. Who she's still married to, but she wanted to let Zied know. And Zied is definitely not too happy about it. He's surprisingly keeping his cool. And he does say, well, this is no good. This is no good. We can never discuss this with my parents never bring this up this is only for me and you as he said about you know like the drinking and about you know staying in the same room and she said yeah but it's only for me and you but you know will you still accept me despite the fact that i've been with this woman and he's like i i still i love you for you this is before 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 my time that's what he says it's before my time before me before zied bz right so (laughs) (laughs) so it's a lot of that but he looks extremely uncomfortable he looks like he's when he gets kind of 
hint up and kind of like he wants to explode, but he's not going to. He had that kind of expression right, on him right. the entire time. She's looking very much like she was with the sister, kind of a little demure and kind of like, uh, Yeah, just a little bit more shut down. And and it really was, uh, he had his face to face with the camera and he said, you know, this is before me and it's not good. And he kind of looks off into the distance, almost like he is still kind of processing yeah, his head. Like, yeah. wait a minute, I think I'm a little angrier than I am letting on and right now. And he still doesn't know that she's still married anyways <laughs> uh moving on who do you want to do next Let's go with uh angela and michael just real quick yeah okay so we where we left off angela's in her 50s she's from georgia hazelhurst georgia michael's 30 years old he lives in lagos nigeria this is her second trip over there they've been engaged for like she said two years yeah which if you'll remember from our interview with danielle jabali danielle said you have to have been in a relationship for two years before your k-1 visa can be approved so with with Angela and Michael, it's only day two of her trip. They're fighting. <laughs> They're on their way to get on some kind of a boat. He, she asks him if he's ever been on the boat before. And instead of just being honest, he like said, says, was, oh, when, when I was, I was a little, little kid, my uncle, blah, blah, blah. And she knew he was lying right away. She blows her top and she does. Ha- you can tell she has a temper. She really does. She has a temper. And it takes a long time for her to come down from that anger. Yeah. So she goes back to the hotel. She kicks him out of the room. She puts all of his clothes out into the into the hallway. And where we pick up, Michael waking up the next day. <laughs> Day. Michael has slept in the back seat of his car. The back of his Camry. The back of his Camry. <laughs> She's waking up in the morning, still very angry, still very upset. Yesterday, Michael and I was on our way to the beach to celebrate his birthday, and um, we didn't make it. We got in a big old fight about him telling me he never been to that boat dock. He's hurt me again. So how can I think he loves me if he continues to keep this going? But I'm not going to sit in this room all day again like I did yesterday. Oh, I'm getting ready to hit the streets. Angela on the streets <laughs> of Lagos, Nigeria, which does not sound like the best idea to me. Oh, my gosh. Except I, then I remember like, OK, well, she's got a camera crew with her. So she's not like out there right. wandering around by herself. That's true. So she goes to the front desk and she says she wants to get her hair done. And the lady at the front desk, she's like, is there a safe place I can go? And the lady's like, oh, yeah, it's like right outside by the gas station. So she walks outside and there's Michael, who has now climbed out of the backseat of his car. Fresh from his water bottle bath. He like (laughs) takes a a bottle of water and he's like trying to wash up real quick. And he's trying to talk to her and she wants nothing to do with him. She's not having it. Angie, 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 talk to me. Angie, talk to me. And she doesn't want anything to do with him. And I feel like this is where Michael needs to just... Just like chill a little bit. Yeah, he should just, just you like, know, stop following her. Cut bait. Just go home. She's still very agitated. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk to you. I mean, so so Angela goes into the salon, and this is where I have a question, and I am legitimately would like to know because every time we see a celebrity go down to Jamaica and get braids, it's always brought up and talked about. They get called out for cultural appropriation, right? And so you know, with with Angela being in Nigeria and wanting to get her hair done and wanting to get braids like is that is that okay is it not okay should should like white women just not do it well for angela who uh has plenty of trump gear that she gives to her african boyfriend i feel like she's just gonna do whatever like she is just like hey she's not even worried about cultural sensitivity she is not yeah (laughs) she's trying to make america great right (laughs) one nation at a time one african nation at a time one african nation (laughs) at a time she's okay uh doing whatever she wants but i mean cultural appropriation you know it is a it is a real thing that people sensitive subject that people get sensitive about and i'm curious if she got any backlash for that i'm sure she I'm sure. I'm 
positive, but I'm sure Angela could give two you-know-whats about it. So she's in the salon opening up to this <laughs> poor woman who's like, tell me what's going on. And, and she just lays it all out. Who coincidentally is also married to a Nigerian. Oh, what a surprise. But lives in Lagos, Nigeria. And, then, and so Angela's like, well, does your husband lie to you? And she's like, mm, no. Like, <laughs> I love him. He loves me. We don't really participate in that kind of <laughs> that lying to each other. That did not help. So here comes Michael walking up to the salon doors with a cake, like a cake from a grocery store. And she references the fact that last time she was in Nigeria and they got into a big fight, he, he showed cake. up with a cake and she forgave him because she, as she puts it, she loves cake. And she did love the cake. When she had, they flash back, <laughs> she takes a bite and she's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so he's walking up the front door with another cake and she's like, it's not going to work this time. Nope. You're not going to win me over by bringing me a cake. And, and it looks like she just like jumps up out of the salon chair. She goes outside and then she opens the cake. This to me felt very fake and staged. It felt a little bit. Yeah. She grabs the cake and she throws it in his face. And it was like the perfect cake to the face moment. Like usually when you see people do it kind of naturally, it's like off it gets one side or they kind of turn but no it's like full-on cake in the face whole face covered with icing and it was very odd to me it's also like you're you're a 53 year old woman like who does that in real life (laughs) i mean if it's if it's not a prank if it's like haha it's your birthday cake in the face haha but this just something about it just did not feel legit and authentic to me so where we leave off we have michael making a very interesting statement she threw my clothes in the hallway she made me sleep in the car and now she threw a cake at me whatever i did i don't think i deserve that i feel so embarrassed i mean i'm really starting to think things i've done here and getting to the u.s that's not gonna happen he seems less concerned right with the fact that they have a real issue here and more concerned with the fact that this might have just ruined his chance to come to America. But all along, he's been pretty open about the idea that he is excited about coming to the U.S. Less so about them starting a life together, having a real relationship. But it was almost startling to hear him just say it. It did. It really felt like at this point, like, like, okay... That's my ticket to America. And she just walked out the door. And now what I'm going to do, when's the next time, you know, another 50 year old woman or any American is going to come fly to Lagos twice. And, you know, right. Anyways, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about these two, but it's like day three of her trip. Day two of her trip. (laughs) They still got a long way to go. She does have a long way to go. So (sighs) TBD with those two. Which brings us to Benjamin and Akini. Oh, boy. Okay. So, where we leave off with Benjamin and Akini, um, he's in his 30s. He's from Phoenix, Arizona. She's in her 20s. She lives in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And he has flown over there under the assumption that he's going to stay in this Airbnb that he rented. From from the get-go, she kind of surprises him by saying, oh, by the way, you're staying at my brother's house, and you have to win my brother over, and you can't, we can't get married without my brother's blessing, because you need my brother to get to my father. And then there's a bride price, and there's a lot of layers to this. Right. So Akini takes Benjamin over to her family's house where he is supposed to meet her dad. The dad never shows up. And where we leave off, Akini is very upset about something that her brother said and we don't know what it was. Right. And Benjamin's trying to talk to her like what just happened? Why are you so upset? And she won't tell him and she's like just leave and go away and he this poor guy is like 
And meanwhile, Akini's brother, Fidel, is like, Benjamin, what happened? Why, why did you she, upset my sister? Why is she crying? Why did you upset her? And he's like, I What'd don't. What'd you do? And Benjamin knows that it's something that Fidel did, but he doesn't want to say that. So he's like, I don't know. And Fidel's like, well, you've messed up a couple of times and you need to figure this out. It doesn't, so, doesn't feel like this is going to work, sir. So where we kind of pick up, Benjamin is back at Akini's brother's house, like singing some Hymns. Bible song. Yeah. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus I mean, listen, I, I respect that he is a religious guy But the whole, like, singing about the blood of Jesus Like, it was just a little weird to me It was. I, I like it, that hymn That's one of my, that's one of my uh, are top Are you kidding? That's one of my top 25 hymns right there Okay <laughs> Good one. All right. Um, his voice is not very good. It was just an awkward scene for me. He's trying to meet up with Akini. He wants to understand what What did your brother say? Why were you so upset? Finally, she says, meet me outside. And he's like, well, do you want to come up? And she's like, nope, I don't want to see my brother. Meet me outside. So they're sitting down. And this is where actually up until this point, I've been a little bit annoyed with her because she's not a good communicator. She isn't. Conflict not- resolution is not her strong point. Mm-mm. But this is where I actually felt bad for her because she reveals to Benjamin what her brother said and he said it in Swahili so there's not an exact translation, translation but it was something along the lines of you brought shame and dishonor to our family you you were an embarrassment and and yeah that would upset me if my brother said that to me I would be very upset absolutely so now that Benjamin knows she still wants him to keep the facade of well don't don't say anything to my I know, brother. He's like, well, should should we should should we talk about it? And she's like, no, no, we don't talk about things. <laughs> and and his very real concern is, well, how are we going to have a relationship? You know, in the real world, if she's not able to communicate, to, to do conflict resolution, to exactly to talk to me about these things. And and again, at this point, if I were Benjamin, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to go check into that Airbnb. Yeah. And if you would like to hang out. Then you know where to find me. Yeah, at this point, you know, I mean, and I like Akeen. I think she's a really nice young lady, but I'd have to say, like, look, I can't, I can't let your whole family be mad at me for something that your brother did to Correct. you. Exactly. And for no one to kind of, you and know. And if you're not going to talk to your brother about it, and I'm not allowed to talk to your brother about it, then. Right. This is, this is a no-go. But I do like the fact that he uh, seems to keep perspective on his child, unlike some of the other, you know, people we right. have where he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, if it's not going to be best for me and my son, then, you know, might not, it might not work out. We might not be able to go through with this. And we still don't know what the bride price is. We still don't. Well, that, which could be the, even if, even if they can resolve all of this, <laughs> it still might that be, could still be the deal breaker. Might be 13 uh, <laughs> goats in a, which leads us to. Darcy and Tom. Tom and Darcy. Darcy. I'm team Tom and Darcy right now. No, you're not. Stop it. You're not. In comparison to team uh, Stacy and Fabian, yes. Florian. Florian, sorry. All right. So so Darcy's 44. She's from Connecticut. Tom's 39. He's from the UK. Darcy has flown to the UK. They ha- I think she's been there for about a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're supposed to go to Grand Canaria together, an island off the coast of Northern Africa, have this romantic yacht vacation all planned out all planned out and all of a sudden out of nowhere darcy's like hey we should go to albania (laughs) to see my twin sister stacy and her fiance florian tom 
agrees, which I thought was a very nice thing. But then again, you're being filmed. I don't feel like he could be like, nope, sorry, I'm not doing it. <laughs> We're just going to go to Grand Canary. Or you go to Albania and I'll go to Grand Canary. <laughs> yeah. Like he couldn't. He, he, he didn't have a whole lot of options. He didn't have a lot of options. Right. So they arrive in Albania and they um, are supposed to meet at the hotel. And Stacy texts Darcy and says, we're going to meet at a restaurant that Florian has picked out instead. Now, Tom is being very whiny. He says, like, oh, we've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I would like to know what time it was when they were at the restaurant. Because, listen, let's just suppose they get up at five. They leave to go to the airport at seven in the morning. They don't have a flight until nine or ten because it's an international flight. You got to get there super early. I looked up how long the flight is from the UK to where they are in Albania. A direct flight is less than three hours. Even if they connect... It's like max five hours. So let's say they take off at 10 o'clock in the morning, plus five hours and a time difference. So it's three o'clock in the afternoon, plus a few hours, because I imagine Albania time-wise is ahead of the UK. I'm confused as to why he's so tired. So they land and they head to this restaurant. And what time was it at the restaurant? Was it like eight o'clock at night? Was it nine o'clock at night? Yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it definitely was the evening hours. So, you know, but uh, but but like that's not super late, especially if Albania is three, four or five hours ahead of the UK time wise. So right. stopping whining. You're fine. <laughs> You're getting ready to meet your. But Megan, haven't you ever like taken a flight and then you've gotten to your destination and maybe you had a connector or something and you're just like tired. and You just want to get back to the hotel. And you of don't course, want... but it's different when I complain <laughs> than when it's like Tom who's complaining. I just thought he was like, being very whiny and very negative. And sure enough, finally, Stacy and Florian show up. Like they don't say later. exactly how long it's been. It's been at least 45 minutes. But it's been at least 45 minutes. And they never say what takes them so long to to get there, which was super weird. And Tom was very like, <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to say anything about the fact that we've been sitting here for nine hours. Like, okay, well, that's a little over traumatic. You have not been bit, sitting there for nine hours. That was a bit much, Tom. So here we go with this interaction between Darcy and Stacy, and it starts the minute they get to the restaurant. Oh yeah, because you know Stacy is wearing an outfit that apparently Darcy also brought with her, but, but hasn't had the chance to wear yet. So now she's mad. She's like, "Oh well, thanks a lot." Now that Tom gets to see the outfit that I was going to wear for him later, he hasn't seen me wear it yet. <laughs> which I was just like, at first I'm like, "Okay, oh, I can't even put my finger on what it is." But sibling rivalry is real sometimes. I mean. I mean, you know. But they are 44-year-old women, and that, to me, is behavior of a 17-year-old teenager. Yeah, but it shouldn't be surprising based on what we have seen from Darcy just from the years past and currently. That's true. So, I mean, it, it, it's a little surprising to see it from Stacey a little bit because we don't... We inter- don't know much about Stacey. We don't Stacey. know much about her, and we don't interact with her you know, through and the shows so much. so far, Stacey has at least appeared to be much more level-headed, yeah. much more realistic, like I just want her to like take her time and get to know him and find out if he's the right person instead she's like she's putting a lot of pressure on him and a lot of pressure on the situation but it would appear that stacy is in fact just as petty and immature as darcy (laughs) so the meal ends and they flash forward to the next morning and they're going to go out and they're going to look around Albania. And here we go. Tom complaining again about the vehicle that they're getting in to go sightseeing in. <laughs> like, are we, we're really, we're getting, we're riding in that. We're getting in that. Like, Tom, he's a little it. bit of a prima donna. He's a bit. He's a <laughs> 
A little bit. He has high standards. He's very refined. He's Much very more refined. refined. He definitely is. Right? He's like, hey, um, I'm, I'm yeah, winning. I'm British. A little bit more upper crust. Yeah. So we get in this little like tour bus vehicle. It's like an old school VW bus. Yeah. With big wheels on it. So they wind up at this river and there's a bridge over the river. It's like a lover's bridge. And, and Florian says a lot of people go there to, to take pictures, engagement photos. And here comes Darcy again with all of the wedding references. Oh, my gosh. And you best. can you can almost feel her angst and her... I don't even know the proper way to describe she, this emotional unrest. Yeah, she. it's almost as if she wants Tom to ask her right then and there, like, hey, what are you waiting for, Tom? And Come all on. Tom says is, I can see why people get engaged here. This is beautiful. <laughs> it's like a it's a really pretty place. Like, I can see why this is a popular destination for that. And she's like, well, Tom just brought up proposing on the bridge. And I mean, if he proposed, I would say yes. It's like, oh, my God. Like and at first, I'm like, this can't be real. She's got to be playing it up so that she and Stacy can get their own reality show post 90 Day Fiance. Like, let's play up our rivalry. Let's like, let's really pick at each other and make ourselves something to talk about. See, I would believe you, except it doesn't seem like Stacy does. Um, Stacy definitely does it, but she doesn't do it as much as Darcy. Darcy. So it feels like it is kind of genuine. It feels like Stacy or Darcy is actually somewhat jealous of Darcy and her her life just in general. Yeah. Yeah. So they get down. They're going down to like the banks of the river and they're going to take some photos and they start like Stacy and Darcy start picking at each other about their hair and kind of just going back and forth picking at each other you're engaged it's a blessing well i know well, that's what you say right, but maybe. it kind of comes off you know a little do you really want me happy nurse i don't know i was thinking the same thing about you i've been engaged for three and a half years like let me enjoy the moment let me do me and not you know always have to one up or whatever it's just i'm trying to i just want you to have what you've always wanted the tip for tap which seems to be occurring between stacy and darcy isn't really where i thought i'd find myself but i have so i'm actually finding it quite difficult to deal with it's a romantic setting <laughs> <laughs> sorry not the time or place right now it's like a romantic moment and i feel like you know don't want to ruin it for the guys. Yeah. It's just... And then, next thing you know, Darcy's getting all upset and she's crying again. So they start talking about, like, Tom asks them, like, oh, are you guys going to get married in Albania? Are you going to get married in the States? And and that's, again, where Stacy's answer feels like she's trying to elicit an, a reaction out of Darcy. Oh, I don't need something big. We just do... intimate. We're right. just going to do it. And, and Darcy's like, oh, yeah, you should just do it your own way. And Stacey's like, I always do. I always will. <laughs> I always do it my own way. And it's like, oh, God, here we go. Like, about to like claw each other's eyes and out. Like I just brought Tom here to have a good time, and we were going to go to the Grand Canarias, and and we chose to come here. And she's all emotional, and she's crying again. And this is where I feel bad for Tom because you can tell Tom's just like, what the. F- <laughs> and Tom's not trying to get to America or anything like some of the other uh, people we've seen on the show. So he doesn't really have a... No, I feel like he came into this legitimately wanting to get to know Darcy a little better to see if there's some potential for a long-term relationship. And she has just completely... I feel like she's like screwed this whole thing up. She self-sabotages. That's exactly what I put down in my notes is that she's not enjoying the actual moments. Nope. She's too caught up in what could be or what should be or what I want to be. And I mean, it's just a situation of, you know... If she would sit back and just kind of let the moments happen and experience Relax. them, she'd be enjoying them. Tom would be enjoying them. And you might have that future that you kind of foresee, but you're too busy trying to manipulate She's and control the situation. Just a ball of wound tight 
projection energy. Yes. And I, I want to like medicate. I want to sedate her. <laughs> I want to medicate her and sedate her and just see if she can relax just a little bit. And just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy if the moment. If that would make a big If we'd see a different side of her personality. Absolutely. All right. Well, where we leave off and where we head into episode eight of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, we're about to find out if in fact these couples are going to keep moving forward in their relationships or whether or not it's all going to fall apart and they're going to fly back home single and ready to remingle in the U.S. Don't forget, we're going to be chatting with Molly Hopkins from season six of 90 Day Fiance on our next episode. And if you get a minute, please rate and subscribe to the Reality Bites podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play.